Sheldon Williams face. Chris Middleton face. What's happening? What's popping, Playboy? Not a whole lot, and I hate to open. I hate to open this way, but uh, TJ, come on, man, you messed up my plans. He's gonna do a live draft on air. Oh, when is that? What time that starts? Was supposed to start at seven thirty, but as of seven thirty-five, there is no ESPN draft information. So TJ, this is on you. Yeah, Come on. Kerry probably took his phone. Powerful content. We're getting ready to have for you guys. Me and Melise is doing a live draft pick. Whatever. Well, there that goes. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) Well. So, plan B. (laughs) Oh, man. No, but in all seriousness, NBA is back, back, back. Um, did you watch opening games? I did. And as I stated on Facebook, I had missed my window for napping and that Clippers Lakers game was looking clipped, no pun intended. And I made it to like the second quarter, a couple minutes into the second quarter. And, uh, I was pretty much done. Yeah. And some hot Takes or not so hot takes. Celtics look like they ain't gonna do it this year, and Philly look like they're just gonna be top contenders in the East. And the Lakers laid an egg. Kawhi was like, "Yeah, I'm here. This is my town now." B, I'm the right. king of LA. B, even without my, even without my partner. Even without the second half of the dynamic duo, we still going to do this. Clippers uh, look crazy. Lakers don't, look don't, crazy. Don't run through all the topics at once now. Save something for the folks. Um, we'll, we'll get some heavy stuff later on. Heavy meaning Tom Brady could be out of 
New England by the end of the season. But, you know, we'll get oh, there. No, uh, and no, I wanted to start by congratulating Dwayne Wade. Uh, I think that's going to be a good look for him on a yes, TNT. Yes, sir. He reminds me of, uh, I, honestly, I thought this would be Kobe. Uh, leaving the game and not knowing what to do and taking an analyst position. I thought that would have been Kobe. Yeah, I I would like to see Kobe, though, on a more unfiltered uh, type of platform. Like, I would appreciate Kobe on something like what Peyton Manning does for ESPN Plus with that quarterback thingy. He does. Um, he, his thing is called detail. Yeah, Kobe. I appreciate Kobe on on a platform like that. I don't, I don't know if I would like him on like ESPN sitting alongside like Will Bond and uh, Michelle. You know, it, I don't know. It just seems like he would be like he can get better content than what those those tables allow for. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for my guy D Wade. Um, you know, making moves post post retirement. In his retirement, rather, um, yeah, multi-year deal. So you know he got a he got a couple I'm, times to mess up, pick it up again, get better, flush it out. I wonder how much Gabrielle and uh, is it Kavia? Kavia. I wonder how much they were getting on his nerves for him to take a multi-year deal already, <laughs> <laughs> one year into <laughs> retirement, and he got a multi-year. TV deal, <laughs> just to get out of the house. I hear you, Wade. I, well, Gabby I hear you. works. Gabby I, works. So well, don't yeah. try to play my homie like that. Mm-hmm. She works, but the nigga's home. He's a, well. He was home all the time. Not so much yeah. anymore. Um. But yeah, That's shout out to bag. Wade. Yeah, I mean, you would think the bags were secured. I mean, he reminds me. You see so much Get now. To the coins. NBA players really do have their hands in a lot of stuff. Like before, it was if they had a sneaker deal, if they had a um, sneaker deal, if they had Nike or Gatorade or sponsorship like that. But now you're seeing athletes with restaurants, um, their own sneaker deals, clothing, clothing deals, like doing analyst stuff like people are not just getting a bag from basketball anymore and enough can't be said about athletes um leaving the sport and continuing to make money elsewhere i.e you good over there yeah we good i.e um a whole bunch of people making money outside of basketball. Um, but kudos to Wade for going after the bag, getting the bag, and uh, continuing his basketball legacy. Um, you did start with a whole bunch of games. Uh, we're in day three now of NBA full swing. I said, you know what? Let me watch this Pelicans-Raptors game. Then what happens Zion out six to eight weeks. So I'm like, well, there that goes. Yeah. Yeah. And there wasn't another game on. So it was like, 
Hi, opening night. <laughs> Raptors, Raptors and Pelicans. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. So we were stuck. And yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. What do you I, feel I, about I, the Zion situation? Um, we said it before. Like when your team is sponsored by Zatarans and the niggas push the um pushing three hundred. Might not be the best idea of him him going to New Orleans. Um, I think it's unfortunate, but you know somebody of that build shouldn't be jumping like he, he does. He jumps out the building and he doesn't like. It's not a graceful. He's a power dunker, i.e., Dominique and um, old Vince. Not not this uh, mature Vince, but. But young Vince, I should say, he's a he's a power dunker like that. So, but these guys, they were lighter on a scale than he is. Um, All right, so what what about like what about like the skinny dudes that have like knee problems, like Sean Bradley or my, like my nigga, my nigga Sean Bradley. Could, Playing devil's advocate, could it just be that he just had a he just had a knee injury? No, it can't be he just had a knee injury. And the only reason why I say that is because you, you have to put weight into you have to you have to use weight as a factor when you talk about Zion specifically because of his build, and it's not. A knock on him it's, it's a plus that he's the size that he is and he can get up and down a court and dunk the way he does um yeah but we don't know we don't know what percentage of his body weight is is muscle and what's actually fat we just can't say the niggas too fat because there's been a lot of people who were just as big dunking and never got injured or some people that was very skinny dunking that got injured or you know if luck and go, go 16 years LeBron James and never have any issues. I was going to say Young Shaq. Take Young Shaq. You would figure seven feet uh, just built like any human you've ever seen and he was bringing a rim down. So it's not a factor of uh, your your muscular build. I think and you're right, we don't know if it's weight-related or whatever have you, but Shaq wasn't also dunking as much as Zion is. And it's almost like, I feel like Zion is, um, he was forced in this position to like have to put on a show showing that he can dunk. Well, that's really been his game since he was in high school. And eventually that's going to catch I up mean, to you. That's kind of what got him the national attention. It was like, who is the big 17-year-old that's clearly towering over all of these kids, flying up and down as big as he is physically, not just height-wise, and leaping like this. So that was that was really pretty much his game since he was a teenager. Uh, you know, of course, it, it probably got him to where he is now, but I don't... I just feel like that was that's who he is. And of course he was just gonna step into that role when he got 
to the highest level. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe he's just like not a lucky dude like Greg Oden. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just one of those situations that, you know, you just you just got that you have an injury bug. I hope to God he's not like Greg Oden. I I was listening to um Nick Wright the other day and he was talking about how he read up on uh meniscus, which is what they're saying is like he has like a torn meniscus or something. Um and it's pretty much Two ways to treat it in surgery. You either trim it, you trim it down, or you stitch it up. And based on the timeline to which um, Zion is coming back, he's getting the trim, which is a quick fix. And as we know, quick fixes, it always breaks down somewhere down the line, and you got to you know, revisit the situation. And um, this is what happened with D-Wade. He had the meniscus injury, and he ended up just getting a trim, and it kind of lingered throughout his career and it kind of, you know, derails him in a lot of aspects, probably caused us that, that Spurs series that made LeBron leave um, because he's always had this sustained knee injury because he never, he didn't get it stitched up, which would have sidelined him for like six to eight months, I believe the recovery time is and just getting a trim get, gets you back in six weeks. So Zion is apparently getting a trim He's way bigger than what D-Wade was um, when he had these issues. So it could be an issue of maybe he was just an unlucky athlete that, that got this meniscus injury, this torn meniscus, um, and he's not getting it treated the best way possible because he is the number one overall pick and there's a lot of expectation, there's a lot of money, there's a lot of, it's a lot invested, and it's a whole money thing. So... I don't know. We'll have we'll have to see if this is going to be a problem for him going forward. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, Zionless Pelicans face the Raptors, who got rings. And I said on Facebook, I cannot forgive the universe for making Kyle Lowry an NBA champion. Like just looking at that Raptors team gets me upset all over. Again. Like, nigga, Kawhi used you niggas, got y'all a ring, dipped on y'all, and like this, y'all don't deserve to be NBA champion. Y'all it's are really annoying to watch. It really is. I'm with you on this one. I'm I'm really with you. It's like there's no superstars on that team. It's not it's no old like NBA grades. There's no Hall of Famers there. It's just like a bunch of decent okay players that you put together and you can get a great team because it's a lot of depth and it's a lot of three-point shooting and it's a couple people that can defend and it's a couple long people who's just like a bunch of okay people it's not it, it really is annoying to see them getting those rings it was like ah come on like if 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 katie didn't go down if clay didn't go down yeah wouldn't be here so like come on so i'm with you on that one Fam, yeah. Uh, so the that game, I watched all of two minutes, and then I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm not gonna sit here and watch Kyle Lowry uh, play." And maybe my issue is just with Kyle Kyle Lowry. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was watching it with email. He was like, "Isn't he too fat to play? <laughs> Isn't he too fat to play basketball?" I'm like, "He, he, he a little soft." <laughs> 
shoot. Um, that Lakers Clippers game felt like a playoff game, and it made me excited to watch both teams for the season. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I, I'm I'm a Kawhi hater because I didn't see it, but after watching the game, I'm like, all right. Because I, I was stuck on a – the nigga really didn't do anything in the finals. He had help from, like, supporting cast. Uh, he had a lucky shot with the Sixers. Like, I I watched the Lakers game, and I was saying, yeah, the Lakers going to blow these niggas out. They only got Kawhi. Like, but the Clippers look like they might be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and they did that without Paul George. So – you can just imagine when, when you know, they plug him in. They're really scrappy on defense. They could knock shots down, put points up. What I like about the, the Clippers, um, that Hawkless kid and some other some some other people, some supporting cast, them niggas ain't afraid to shoot. Like Yeah. And they, they didn't let, oh, we playing the Lakers in a stable center. None of that phased them. Them niggas went out and played like it was game six or seven from last year's series when they were faced. Like, it was like a continuation. You couldn't even tell. There was a break, and the season started. That's the intensity the Clippers were playing with. And it sounds like we're dick-eating the Clippers, but that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, yeah, all the all the people that were on TV that were at the game, they were they were saying that the atmosphere was like electric. It felt like a uh, playoff atmosphere. It didn't even feel like you know uh, season opener. It was just like you know so intense and so much hype, and it was really crazy in the arena. And you know the Clippers was like, "Yo, we here. We understand this has been Laker Town for as long as the NBA was in existence. Like the Clippers have always been the joke." talking about uh, California teams and they've never gotten the respect and the Donald Sterling situation. It was just like, this is one big mess. I was like, all right, well, that's, that, is, that was cute. I was in the past, but look, we here now. Yeah. And boy, did them niggas like... Yeah. Not to say it scares me because it doesn't scare me, but it make that game, and people might be saying, of course, it's the first game. You're blowing things out of proportion. Um, for the the LeBron and AD duo that we were expecting in the off season, granted they're going to get better as the season progresses. But if you have a team like the Clippers that's going to say, "Nigga, we're not scared of your duo or whatever," have you. we going to play y'all niggas like it is for a championship and it's opening game. Lakers got a lot of not a lot of work to do, but. Them niggas are gonna need to do a whole lot more if they expect to get finals. Yeah, they got a lot of words. I picked the Lakers to win it all, uh, but yeah, they might not. If they play, if that's their gonna be their identity throughout the season with LeBron strictly running point like that and um, feeding AD down in the post, like. The, uh, that ain't gonna work. Like the league is fast now; it's running up and down its possessions. They ain't really have no fast break points. They were just like they just look like old. 
And I don't know if it was just because it was the, the season opener and, you know, everybody's not really in game shape or if that's, if that's what they're trying to do. And I know that that's what Frank Vogel's thing was in Indiana. It was slow pace, defense. You know, the most they would put up is 92 points, 94 points. And, you know, that was that was their thing. So if that's going to be the Lakers, if he's trying to bring that paces pedigree to the Lakers of just like, you know, slow ball, feeding AD in the post, they're not coming out of the West at all because it's too fast. It's too many threes. It's you got to score points. You got to run up and down. You just. And LeBron running point like that, nah. And you can't have Danny Green leading your team in scoring. And that's the opposite. I'm glad you said that because I was getting there. Danny Green's not going to do that every night. Right. So where's the offense coming from? You're just going to keep. And they said it at the beginning of the season. I mean, in the, in the offseason training camp, the offense is going to go through AD. How? I don't know if. That post, but I know that post up, back to the basket, you know, three dribble, turn around, like nah, that's not that's not gonna cut it in 2019. Like you probably could have done that in 2000, 2001, maybe all the way up to 2007. But it's like that gonna figure something out. Maybe LeBron shouldn't strictly be the point guard. Maybe he needs, you know, maybe he should be the primary scorer. I don't know, but if that's going to be their identity, I can't see them coming out the West. What I like about um, the Western Conference this year and everything that's uh, the changes that were made in the offseason, the West ain't, it ain't an easy, like the past couple of years, we've been saying, oh, this, this team without question is coming out. Uh, it don't look like that's the case. Mm-hmm. For the, uh, the West feels like it's going to be, like like we said when we did our predictions, it's going to be a dog fight with whoever comes out of the West and the East is going to be between the Sixers and whoever else and the um, Eastern Conference Finals. But the West, the niggas going to get beat up before they get to the Finals. Yeah, it's going to be the West is really stacked. Like, really, really stacked. Yeah. And you would expect the same teams to make the playoffs that made it last year. But you have to throw the Lakers in there. So then who will fall out? I also think Dallas. Dallas can compete with KB, KP coming back. Also, a lot of people clown the Thunder. But remember, Russell Westbrook took them to the... They got the AC that year after KD left. And he had nobody on that team. Chris Paul is a way better scorer, and he's way more of a floor general than Russell Westbrook could ever be. So I think it's, it's, it, it could be really convenient for us to just laugh at the Thunder because it's like, you know, we talked about the Raptors. We're just having, like, replacement players that can play well together. That's kind of like what the Thunder are. But then you have Chris Paul, who's like a real floor general, and he can score. And Russell Westbrook, they won 41 games with Russell Westbrook just, you know, Running up and down the floor crazy every night. 
Fam, 48 wins get you an eighth seed in the West, and 40 something wins get you at least one through five in the East. Yeah, in the East. And that's crazy. Yeah. Speaking about the East, you said Celtics. Celtics like trash. Oh, I don't know what the Celtics is doing. I'm looking at that like, bruh. Kimball Walker looked game. like a fish out of water. He just looked weird. Jalen Brown got an extension. He got 115 mil. And that nigga had five fouls and four points. Five fouls. I posted that in my IG stories. I'm like, yo, this is a mistake. Jalen Brown is not worth that money. That's too much money for Jalen Brown. You're going to lock yourself up in that deal. He don't have that great trade value. 5,000, four points in your season opener. Like, bro, after that big extension, it's like, what? And Kimba just looks like, I guess because he's so used to being the man in Charlotte, you know, like when he looked to his left, he's like, I, I ain't passing it to you. He looks to your right, he's like, nigga, what? Nah, I'll hold this. But then you get to Boston, it's like, all right, Jason Tatum is over there. Like, he could score. Uh, yeah, he could probably score something, too. Like, what, what do I really fit in? And he, he kind of looked like he was, you know, struggling with that a little bit. Maybe the whole team, for that matter. I don't know. They just look weird. And then they don't have um, Al Horford, who's like a really good veteran presence. So I don't know. They they're gonna have a long season. It seems like to me. Uh, but, but yeah, the Sixers have Al Horford, and they look like you said. Them niggas look like all right. What's yeah. up? Yeah. And the reverse of what you said with the like Celtics looking almost displaced. The Sixers look like we don't need time to get it to jail. It's here. Yeah. 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 Al Holford, he fit right in, plugged him in. He, you know, had a couple shots, had a couple defensive stops. He's like, I don't need much, you know, but I'm here. And it was like, yeah. They're going to be. Brooklyn's going to. Brooklyn, did you see Kyrie's last shot? Yeah. If that nigga would have hit that, I would have lost my goddamn mind. You think he did that on purpose? Absolutely. That would have been a video a, game that move. Been, that would have been the greatest shot in NBA history. That's an NBA move. I remember that from uh, the, the and one games. I like know exactly game, what you Yeah. Like, that would have... That move, that shot, like him being the first game as a, as a Brooklyn Net... All the, you know, the story behind it with his grandfather dying a year ago that same day. But over time, like, that would have been the greatest shot in NBA history if he would have made that. That nigga put up 50 opening night, and that yeah. is, <laughs> like, fam. Okay. But getting that, watching them made me say, next year, yeah, them niggas are going to be a problem. Yeah, they probably going to have a long season this year. Because that was, like, they played the Timberwolves. <laughs> so, like, he put up 50 and you still going to beat the Timberwolves. So I was like, uh. Yeah, yeah, I might round out to about 40, 43 wins. Um, but like we said, like, that can get you placed in the East. But, um, 
like, like a playoff run. I don't expect them to make a playoff run at all. Um, but yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be crazy when KD come back next year. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, we keep talking about the West and uh, the different placement. Yeah, and and past three years it was almost unanimous. Warriors are going going to the finals, or Warriors are going to be champions. Yeah, just like it was unanimous that Steph was MVP. Um, the opening, we have Mike saying that he's not a guaranteed Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer yet. Sorry. Were you up in arms about him saying that, like everybody else, or did you just like brush it off? Nah, I brushed it off. Same. Cause he don't mean that. <laughs> I, I said the same thing. I'm like, niggas is making it seem like he said I hate Steph Curry. Like, I I feel like Mike does that to light a fire under the new people, just so that they they continue producing. They don't just like slack up. Like, I get his his point is like, nigga, you, oh, you're not in the Hall of Fame yet. Like, don't have a dip off in your career. Like, keep it going so that you do make it into the um, Hall of Fame. I didn't take it as a nigga that was on a shot at stuff like he ain't good. That's just crazy talk. Yeah, but, you can't pay attention to Mike when he talk like that. Will Bond said, like, he brought up a point that I wasn't thinking about, and he said, like, okay, so if he, if he was to come out tomorrow and say, yeah, put Steph in the Hall of Fame, he would get hit with a tampering, um, tampering case because he is an owner of a team. And yeah. when Doc Rivers, a coach, mentioned Kawhi last year, you saw what happened to him. So yeah, I, that's a point that I didn't even think about in terms of him saying he wasn't a Hall of Fame player. Like, niggas was like, oh, Mike need to chill. He Like, these old niggas need to take a step back. Like, it wasn't even that deep. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that deep. That's a good point, actually. The tampering is real out here. Like Adam Silver gonna be playing with that temper and stuff. So yeah, and he's he's an owner. He's not a coach. He's owner. Yeah, yeah. And that's crazy yeah. that like niggas that's in that position that like are basketball greats and now are in ownership positions. It's crazy that they can't talk about current players because of tampering and all that other stuff. Like it's like. Nigga, I played the game my whole life. I became good at the game. You made me a Hall of Famer. I'm an owner now, and now I can't talk about the game. I can only talk about my team. Right. It's crazy. It, it's bananas. <laughs> because like Baker said. Nigga, <laughs> You're you're limiting me to talking about my team, nigga. If my team ain't it, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about these niggas either. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what what else is going to be. Except, well, Warriors will be playing the Clippers tonight. Uh, mom, them niggas mom. might get yeah. Yeah. Right in their new, their yeah. new arena. They're going to get ran right out the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so Steve Kerr kind of said that Clay might not be back all season. I don't believe a word Steve Kerr says. <laughs> Why not? Because I feel like if you're Steve Kerr, you have to... There's a term over oversell expectations and over prompt like oversell expectations and over deliver um experience or performance. I think that nigga is underselling expectations like a mug so that people not looking at a certain date for Clay to come back and Clay's not back by that time. Yeah. Maybe the lesson from the uh, KD situation. I can see that too. Them uh, taking a better approach to make sure that he's healthy and ready to go when he's ready to go and not feeling like he's being forced back. Um, and still with that, why would you let teams know when they, when they can prepare to face right. the Warriors with Clay? Uh, speaking of Clay, uh, Katie did his all time teammates team something like that and he picked Kyrie at point guard James Harden at shooting guard um himself at small forward Draymond at power forward and Serge Ibaka at center I thought that was say hi Eva Eva what up okay Anything real to say? Step away. All right, all right, all right, all right. Thanks. Wait, all right, chill. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, so I felt like it was completely disrespectful for him to say to pick James Harden over Clay. Am I bugging? Like, I can understand Steph, him not picking Steph and picking Kyrie instead because Kyrie is, like, one of his best friends. Kyrie is also his current teammate. Um, but James? Am I bugging? Like, would you have gone with James Harden as well as the shooting guard? Because I would have picked Clay. First off, that team would get smoked against any team that niggas is putting together <laughs> as a starting five. That team would get smoked. Like, call it what it is. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the actual... Alright. So that team is a team that KD put together. Um, somebody didn't... Like, random people put this team together and this team would smoke that team. So one team is Shaq at the center, LeBron at the four, Larry Bird, Carmel Malone, Kobe Bryant. Oh, uh, yeah. That team is smashing KD's starting five. Yeah. And then Stephen A. Stephen A's starting five is Jordan, Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, Kawhi, and Hakeem. Sheesh. Katie's team wouldn't win a pickup game. <laughs> like, <laughs> they 
wouldn't even they wouldn't win a pickup game. Like Raymond and Serge as your four and five. All right, my nigga. And that's no disrespect to Draymond or Serge, but nah, my nigga. That ain't going to get it done. Disrespect to Draymond and, and Serge. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, like, deserving. But, yeah, I, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would definitely replace uh, Harden with Clay, and that's that's going to be the knock at Clay his whole career is that he's going to be underappreciated. Nigga, Clay dropped what was it forty on KD's Oklahoma team <laughs> to send the niggas back in, <laughs> and he gonna pick James, who ain't been. Able to do nothing against y'all the past two postseasons. Memeing that nigga as an uh, Apple turnover. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he had 13, he had more turnovers than he had shots made. Like, come on. I, I, I think it's more loyalty to, you know, that's my bro. We used to play together. Blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, that ain't going to get it done, son. That loyalty ain't going to get it done. At all. I, I, I commend it, but that loyalty ain't going to get it done. Play yourself, KD. And James, that nigga's only he's only good in the regular season. In the regular season. Can't find a nigga in the postseason. Yeah, Unless he's lighting up Donovan Mitchell, like you know, that, that nigga's a ghost. <laughs> oh man, them niggas is playing right now, and it don't look like there's nobody in the arena. They playing the Bucks. You would think they'd be playing like some scrubs. Yeah, Bucks is number one seed in the East, and there's nobody. <laughs> That joint do look mad empty. It look like a Hornets game in there. I don't know if it's a disrespect for the Bucks or is just niggas in Houston just don't care until they face like a, a Lakers or something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to get into. Um, I want to see a bunch of NBA teams this year, but I definitely want to catch LA. Either one of the LAs in Brooklyn or um, in Madison Square Garden, just to see him. Yeah, I, I did too. To get a plane ticket. Yeah. Oh. I would rather see the Clippers because I've already seen like I've already seen LeBron play in person, so like the Lakers wouldn't really fascinate me. I'd rather see um, the Clippers. You saw him as a Heatle or on the Cavs. I saw him with the Cavs um, when the Nets were back in Jersey and they were they were in the playoff match up. I saw him then, um, and then I saw him with the Heat at MSG. Weird flex, but okay. Wow. You asked me though, so Nah, I did. I did. I did. I wasn't expecting you to um flex on them like that. But yeah, I did. I did ask you. 
What what game are you giving it before Westbrook and um Harden <laughs> swing on each other? They all in right now. How, uh, how, how many games <laughs> into this? Uh, I'm gonna say ten. I mean, they're they're friends in real life, so that would probably help. Um. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna give it ten. I'll say ten before they start like throwing shots, the subs, in the media. Yeah, I say like ten games, ten fifteen. Right. Impromptu, uh, impromptu game. Glad we run up on these. How many games does uh, AD play? All right, hold on. First of all, let's talk about these challenges. We're gonna get back to the game. The coaching, the coaches' challenges. Why are they using it like in the first half of the games? <laughs> like you only get one. I would be you never know what's gonna happen towards the end of the game if you're gonna need that for those crazy non-calls that the refs just be like blind to when the game is down to like 10, 12 seconds and there's never a foul call, there's never nothing called because the game is so close. Like, why not hold on to your challenge? This is a Mike D'Antoni just use a challenge on a charge. In the first quarter. Well, why don't you give the people some insight onto what the challenge may be for those that not are not sports savvy and want to join a water cooler talk. So the talk. NBA is testing something out for a year, um, kind of like in football, where the head coach gets to challenge a referee's call. The you know the NBA is trying that rule out and giving the NBA coaches. One challenge per game to challenge a call made by a referee. <laughs> one, ch- one challenge for the entire game. And if the call does not go your way, you are charged with the timeout. And since Tuesday, coaches have been using these challenges in the first <laughs> quarter, the second quarter. I have not seen a challenge yet in the fourth quarter when it would probably matter the most. Because taking an a, a offensive foul, challenging that three minutes into the game is probably not going to alter the, the traje- trajectory of the game. I don't understand why these coaches are using their challenges so early. That was just my little rant. Let's get back to our game. What was it? Wait, 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 wait. Um, one, it's Mike D'Antoni. You said, because that's what brought this up. Mike D'Antoni used <laughs> this challenge. That, that's one. Um, but I agree with you. If I only have, because in football you have two, right? If you, if you win one, okay, great. You still have your other challenge. If you miss it, and like the referee was right, you actually lose the timeout. If I only have one challenge, yeah, I'm with you. If I only have one, I'm waiting for a crucial point in the game, i.e., KD running baseline, stepping out of bounds when is. Exactly. Exactly. Three seconds left, and it's exactly. that not being called versus we're in the first quarter and we're questioning a charge. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Forty-five I, I, minutes left to play. Like <laughs> that charge is not gonna. That charge is mean nothing. Like okay, get, like take it. Forty-five minutes left. It's not like a last-second shot or a last-second attempt. 
where you can actually challenge and make a difference. Like, this is not going to make a difference, and you're going to lose it. So now you lost a timeout, and you don't have a challenge for the rest of the game. Like, you niggas are done. <laughs> Hold your challenges to the fourth quarter, please. I wonder how they signal that they want to challenge. Like, do they just yell to the referee? Like, because in a football. something stupid on the scorer's table with, like, a green siren-looking light attached to it. Yeah, it's Dan. It's Dan Tony. Like, 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 come on. You know what makes it worse? You're winning. So why? Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> this thing is crazy. Yeah, this You're thing is an idiot. <laughs> if you were losing, okay, but you're winning, you're winning, and you're using a challenge in the first. Yeah, all right, my nigga. All right, but. Back, <laughs> back to our impromptu game. <laughs> back, yeah, back to our impromptu game. How many games does AD play? Oh, I'm gonna say sixty. I don't got that nigga making it to All Star break. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna say that. <laughs> 60 games is a bit excessive and I understand you saying 60 but for the year 82 games playoff stuff included but you gotta factor in load management and all that other stuff um, yeah, so I was factoring load management I was, I was thinking if he stays healthy throughout the year my load management number would be he would miss like 22 games um, but yeah, he has been, you know, injured a lot this first few years in the league. So yeah, you just never know about someone's durability, but barring injury, I'm just going to say for the low management, 60 games. I'm going to give him 47 games. And <laughs> <laughs> niggas may be thinking that I'm wilding, but 47 games with load management, he plays 47 <laughs> games. Yeah, that that's that, that's where I'm going with that. Uh, continuing his impromptu game, who is the eighth seed in the East this year? The who? The eighth seed in the East. Oh, the eighth seed. I need to say, what? Eighth seed in the East. Mm-hmm. Say Miami. Is that because of bias? Um, we were almost there last semester by. Couple of games, so the addition of Jimmy, uh, pretty much the core group back, got rid of Hassan Whiteside. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we'll be right back there, right there in the thick of it. My eighth seed in the East. You said the Heat, so let me not. And only because I think 
this other team will be higher seated than eight. I am going to say the Pistons. Um. Okay. I was going to say Indiana, but I think Indiana is going to be a higher seed than a uh, eight. But I'm I'm going Pistons. Going to be the eight yeah, seed. They were like fourth, fourth, fifth seed last season, and they missed. Uh, they have nobody. Like Victor Oladipo was out, and they were still like atop of the East. So yeah, they'll be right back up top there. Um. So the Pistons. Continuing this, um, give me. And I know it's going to be kind of difficult because they don't do East and West no more. But if you had to do East and West All-Stars, your starting five for the East and starting five for the West, three games into the season, who do you think would be on huh. both? Three games in. Um, so my starting five for the East would be uh, Kyrie. Ugh. Joel. Giannis. Um. Jimmy. And. Yeah, hey, just had my last person. I missed it. Um. Joel, Giannis, Jimmy. Kyrie. I feel like I'm missing somebody super important. Uh, I'm going to say Ben Simmons. I agree on Kyrie, Joel, the Kumpo. Uh, two more. I would put Tatum. I thought about Jason. I would put Tatum. Yeah. I and um, I respect Jimmy too much not to say Jimmy. Because the East is really, really light. Yeah. Um, but to give some variety here, um, hmm. It's really not not that many superstars out here on the East side. Like solid players, yeah, but like. Superstars. I'm gonna say, and only because it's three games in, and I know how um, NBA fans vote. Uh, Zion. In the East. Yeah, because remember they don't do East and West. Well, yeah, I did say if they did East and West, but yeah, you do. So you nigga got right. pick somebody in the East. Ah. Uh, <sighs> All right, I'll go. Um, RJ. Ew. Yeah, How many yeah. points he had last night, the other huh? night. How many points he had in the opener? 
Didn't even watch them play. But I that's play either. Them niggas lost. I, I knew that they would. San Antonio. San Antonio didn't make the playoffs last year, did they? They, they did. They got bounced. Okay. But they Portland. got their point guard back, so they're going to be right. Yeah, the West is just stacked. Um, so my starting five for the West would be Steph, James, LeBron, if Zion was healthy, Zion. And AD. I'm I'm just gonna say I, I hear your team, but I I'm just reminiscing on my team, and that's a nasty replacement for Jimmy and uh, RJ. That's nasty. Yeah, um, it's, it's kind of rude, actually. But it's because I I wanted to be different. I didn't want to have the same exact list. So that mine comes from trying to be a conversationalist here. Okay. Uh, my West, and the reason why this one actually came up is because I thought about this as a possibility. Like, it's going to be AD LeBron, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kawhi, PG, and Steph. And I know there's too many other people to be starters, but I feel like if the All-Star game were to happen right now, that's who it would be. Steph, the two niggas from the Clippers, the two niggas from the Lakers. <laughs> okay. And then, there's so many other people that you can put as a starting yeah. five. Yeah. Dame Dollar. Dave's problem is that he never gets the votes. And if you're going strictly off of the voting system like it has been, yeah. It would almost it would almost be a slap in the face if vote by voting and they did east and west. Got good I'm thank God they changed it so it's not like that. But if it was east and west, yeah, it would be the four niggas from LA and a one nigga from San Fran. <laughs> Well, it used to be like, wasn't it like four Warriors at one point? Yeah, just like that one year the Pistons had all four. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. But yeah, because you still got James, you still got Russ, you still got Dame, you still got Joker, who may get like the... That coach is not as... That's BS. That's like, the fans didn't think enough of you, but we acknowledge the fact that you can actually ball, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah um continuing our imp- <laughs> impromptu game he's got nothing to do with the nba does tom brady become a free agent or does he stay and finish his career as a patriot no i think he's done after the season you think he makes it to the end and says, you know what, I'm out? Um, 
he don't have a contract after this after this season. I think Bill's gonna be like when Tom comes knocking on the door, he's gonna be like, um, yeah. Because you know what I think? I think when Bill Belichick wanted to cut Brady or trade Brady, what was that, three years ago when he had Jimmy G? And Tom went crying to, uh, to Mr. Kraft, and Kraft was like, listen, Bill, <laughs> listen. I think part of that listen was give him three, give him three more years. Give, me, give us three more years. I think that I, I just have a feeling there's been no reports and nothing like that of what, you know, the terms were. But listening to what Tom was saying, it don't sound, it don't sound like he's going to be finishing his career out there in New England. I honestly think Robert was like, listen, Bill, give me two, three more years. Let's do this. Let's do this for two, three more years. You know, see what we can get out of it. They got some Super Bowls out of it. And Bill. I was like, hey, Robert, I did my part. Hey, talk to, talk to your boy. Talk to Tommy boy. I did my part. Like, this is it. And I honestly think after this year, they're not going to offer him a, a contract. You know how nasty the Patriots are? Nigga, you got Josh Gordon off the weed. The nigga gets injured, and then you're like, all right, but as soon as you get better, <laughs> you cut. <laughs> like, yes. That's crazy. They were cut, but they've been like that. They were cutthroat organization. They'll get you, they'll use you, they'll elevate you, put you in places that these other teams couldn't, put you on a platform that these other teams couldn't, get you numbers that these other teams couldn't, and then make you look like a freaking superstar while you're there. And then, you know, your value goes up and it's like, all right, we don't really want to pay that much for you. So, yeah, you can go on your way. And then when they go on their way, you kind of like never hear from these players again. <laughs> it's like that's the Patriot way. And Bill Belichick was like, "Listen, Tom, you ain't no different. Yeah, we've used you. We've got you know, we've had great success. We got Super Bowls. All right, I want a young quarterback now. You're forty something years old. Like, and when he wanted to do it, Rob was like, "Nah." But now Bill's like, "Listen." It's been a few years, Robert. He got to go. Do you think they uh, try to draft somebody? Or they just, like, if he leaves, they just go into complete rebuilding with the backup or whoever? I think they'll draft someone. I think they'll draft someone. And I don't know if it'll be a complete rebuild because Listen, look what look what happened when Tom Brady went out with freaking Matt Castle and like where is he? Like no one's ever even heard of him after that that what was it like ten and six season with, with the Patriots? Mm-hmm. And then he went and signed a contract somewhere else and was like, Who's this nigga? Like, <laughs> we don't need this. Um, same thing with uh Jimmy Garoppolo and the other black nigga that was there for, you know, a couple of games. Like yeah he knows how to win he knows how to win with anybody and they have that crazy defense that'll probably be there next season all he needs is a game manager he got the running backs you got a decent running game you could set up you know your passing game could be 
can be managed. You know what I mean? Like if you're you're not asking anybody to go out and be Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers and just, you know, play savior quarterback, like you just need a game manager and he can really get that out of any any quarterback. You got a good defense, you got a solid run game. All you need is a middle of a pack quarterback. So echoing Echoing your comments, um, but circling back to the conversation we had last week, one of the listeners told me um, the running back the has the mobile quarterback shortened the lifespan. And one of the listeners told me um, yes and no, because and the example he gave was Russell Wilson. He's the prime example of somebody that knows when to throw, when to slide and check down and he's smaller than everybody else. And he's knock on wood has avoided injury. He plays the game smart. Um, but speaking to what you said, like if Vegas is looking for a young quarterback, yeah, of, of course the whole Brady's 40 and time is ticking on your, your, your tenure here. But if you get somebody that plays the game the right way, like, but I hear you. If, if part of the stipulation was fam, I'm only giving him three years, and then he got to go. Like, I, I agree with you. Them niggas are cutthroat. And I don't care if Brady got them 10 rings. If they decide tomorrow, yeah, it, it's time. Yeah, and his numbers this season, they ain't spectacular. His quarterback rating – He's he hasn't looked special. He's just looked like a six round draft pick that's in there managing the game. Like they've really been winning because the teams that they played suck. They like I think it's like six for six and twenty six combined. The teams that they played this season already, and the defense like the the defense is historic. They create they get at least two scores a game. So they've really been being held in these games by the defense and the fact that their opponents are trash. Except for the Bills, really, but the Bills don't really score points like that. So it was like, all right, that was that was just pretty much a toss up. But Brady's not been looking like Brady. He's kind of looking like Peyton Manning his last season with the Broncos. That's nasty. I mean, his passes are like, <laughs> those balls are not as ducky as Peyton Manning's, but is you can tell you like oh he he he's forty plus years old. Like when you watch the game, if you didn't know, if you were watching the game for like the first time, you'd be like, "Oh, he's 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 kind of old, right?" Like he just doesn't look like, you know, prime Tom Brady, and it's it's expected. You're forty something years old. Father time is undefeated. Doesn't matter how many kale pajamas and avocado ice cream and <laughs> Alex Guerrero, whatever his name is, diet and exercise regimens. Like father time is undefeated, and he will come knocking. And Brady just don't look, you know, he just don't look like he got three more years in him. Like, he really wanted to, you know, play till he was 45. He don't look like he got three extra years. It's like you got maybe a year and a half. So, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, man. That's sad because the niggas are cutthroat. And I can see them letting yeah. Tom go. Like I can see that breaking news headline. Doing a plagiarism release Tom Brady is like what? You cut Tom Brady? 
That is wild, bro, but that's the Patriot way. I think it's All right. Didn't they cut Randy or they traded, for, they traded him? Randy, uh, I want to say retired after his last, after his stint with the um, Patriots. Hold on. Yeah, I want to say he, he retired. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, they just, they don't care. They'll use you and, and toss you like a $2 hole. That's crazy. Um, no, he played up until he retired when he was in Tennessee, which is ill. He went from New England to Oakland to San Fran, and then Tennessee he retired. So, yeah, I'm assuming they just didn't pick up his contract. And he yeah, went to he, he got traded. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, They'll trade you and give it. Yeah, they'll take a fourth-round pick. Don't matter if you're Randy Moss. Don't matter. Give us a third and fourth. We'll, we'll be good. And the, the last of this uh, impromptu game uh, that also has to do with Tom Brady is if he does get released, let's just say breaking news, we wake up week 10 and the Patriots release Tom Brady, does he get an automatic starting job someplace else? Yeah. I mean, he could look right in that division and... <laughs> Go to Miami where it's nice and sunny. He can have a nice retirement with his, you know, gorgeous model of a wife and pay no state taxes. Definitely. I I can see half the league calling his agent. Especially the teams that are already, like, stacked on defense and have a decent running game and have a, a solid team around them, but they're just missing, like, a quarterback piece, like the um, the Bears. Definitely see that. Like the Rams, who Jared Goff is kind of looking like how he looked the first couple of years when he came in the league. Definitely see that. Uh, Vikings, Philly, mad teams. I, I hear you on teams calling. The only reason why I ask that is because I don't think, well, a team like the Bears, there are teams that don't have a starting quarterback that would take Tom Brady, but I think. Niggas that have an established quarterback and calling Tom Brady just to get Tom Brady on a roster. <laughs> I can I'm, see that too. Like, people are just stupid like that. But it's kind of like um, what John Elway did with, with Peyton Manning. It was like, nobody knew what he would be after those neck surgeries. It's like, you were taking a risk, but it was like, hey, it's Peyton Manning. Like, of course, we'll take this two year risk, you know, see what we get. We got a solid defense. We got a great defense, actually. We got a solid run game. All we need really is like a, a quarterback piece. Let's go for it. But you're talking about a team that came from Tim Tebow to Peyton Manning. That's a significant upgrade, even though Peyton it was after neck surgery. I'm talking about like a team. Uh, let me let me think. Like Wentz. And the Eagles. Like, Wentz ain't a bad quarterback. I don't see niggas just being like, yeah, let's uh, let's, go, let's get Tom on the phone. Or, or even 
Well, no, because they got a lot of guaranteed money locked up into wins. So, no, I don't see, like, maybe, like, Philly not calling him or, like, um, Minnesota because Cousins have a lot of guaranteed money or um, Jared Goff has a lot of guaranteed money locked up for, like, the next four or five years. Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Definitely not those teams, but a team like that that's already right there. You got a defense. You got a run game. You're just missing the quarterback. I think the Bears are like the perfect example because I don't think Trubisky has like one of those big, huge contracts. Like the I think he's on his way out. Yeah, he's on his way out anyway. I heard Mitch, a lot. Of about, Mitch Trubisky's on his way. Yeah, he's out of the door. He's not improving at all, at all. He's just like he's he's the biggest deterrent on that team right now. Like, like, what are you doing? But a team like the Bears, who has defense, who has a run game, who has weapons on offense, they, like the quarterback just sucks. I can see them calling for Tom Brady. I can see the Panthers doing that as well, not knowing Cam being on his on his last year of his contract, um, riddled with injuries. They have a running back. They have a solid, a top three defense, I believe. Right now, being managed by a, a second string quarterback, I can see them calling for a Tom Brady. The Dolphins, they don't have anything. Uh, the Titans, they don't have anything. Teams like that. But I think uh, Brady has the tenure in the league and the recognition to kind of dictate where he goes so he doesn't end up on a Titans or a Dolphins or a team that's not a contender, i.e. the Redskins or somebody like that. Um, I can see him having something that says, I determine where I go, especially if I'm cut on my way out. I have to say where my career goes. You're not just going to send me (laughs) – you're not going to send me to be be, – Watch the wall or go beyond the north, like the nigga sent did the CP3. <laughs> Send them beyond the wall. <laughs> um, but yeah, he'll have his choice when they don't offer him a new contract. <laughs> like you're you're a free agent. <laughs> like yeah. go your way. <laughs> That's sad, man. It'd be a sad day. The thought of it is like crazy to me, but I really think that's where that's hearing him in that interview. He kind of sounds like, yeah, well, you know, I'm here and I'll fulfill my contract. And, you know, before it was like, yeah, I'm playing till I'm 45. And he's like, yeah, well, we'll just take it day by day. And he's like, wait a minute. You got a whole different energy, Brody. Damn. Yeah. I hate to see it happen. I you got a show before we get these niggas out here? Radio Patriots fan, but it's like, that kind of sucks a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, it's a business. Yeah, man. I was, no, I was saying, you got a show, but you're right. Like, and them niggas know better than anybody, the game is the game in New England. Like, yeah. And football, period. Like, football is a little less forgiving than basketball. Basketball... Yeah. Especially now with the, the players having power, but football, them niggas are like, yeah, no, no, no. We tell you where you're going. You you don't tell us. We tell you. So, um, before I give you my show, did you hear the Kanye interview with Zane Lowe? 
I have not, but I want to use that as a talking point next week because the his interviews would have dropped. The thing would have dropped. Yeah. Nah, the album. The thing, the screening, the album, whatever, it would have dropped. Allegedly. So. Where is that screening dropping? In a real IMAX theater? Apparently. All right. Who's paying for that? Uh, that's your man's. I, I don't know. Nah. Like, I wouldn't even see, like, I didn't even go see Batman in IMAX. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Prices nah, Brody. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm never paying IMAX prices for anything. I don't care how good the movie is. <laughs> it would have to be Jesus Christ himself. Like I'm gonna be in IMAX there just for me to go up in the IMAX. Like, yeah. uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Nigga, I barely pay to see the 3D movie. Give me the regular movie. Yeah, I don't experience. Like, nah, I don't want to see no 3D standard. I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um. All right. So my show, Watchmen on HBO. Watchmen. That is a good one. Yeah. That was good. That's a good. One. That was good. So I'm excited. Regina. About Regina stays with a job. Yeah, man. she out here getting it. She, she out here getting stays it. Stays with a job. Uh, my show. Uh. Young one eye Forrest Whitaker in The Godfather of Harlem. Where are you watching that? I stream it. Okay. So you have the Epix app? No. Hell no. What is it? Are you streaming it on? Uh, If you have a friend like I do that has a, a streaming device. That they can just search for the Godfather of Harlem and it pops up like my said friend. That's how I usually watch it because I don't even know what Epics is. Yeah, I've never heard of Epics and uh, apparently Optimum doesn't carry it and it's not on Hulu. I wonder if it's on YouTube TV because I pay for that as well. Yo, one of your your crazy law abiding uh, citizen friends that have. League pass access. Sign me up for the barter system. I have passwords. <laughs> I am open <laughs> to sharing maybe one or two, depending on what you can bring to the table. I was going to pull the plug on League Pass and that was like $40 a month and I was like, on top of my cable bill? Um, yeah, so anybody out there with a League Pass password, holla at me, at Melizus, M-E-L three E's, Z-U-S on Instagram. Uh, Yeah. Why how niggas walk back when they're wrong? I tell you, I tell you. Um, I don't think I was wrong in this. I, I ain't, I ain't mad at you though. I'm mad at you. Get, get your league pass sign in. Uh, and L Hollywood eighty two would be the other at that you can put in that comment. Um. <laughs> uh. Oh, my baby girl's gonna be one. God, Lord. Oh yeah, we in there. Happy birthday. 
Kelly. Happy birthday, Aria. That's, that's, my, that's my excuse for Monday is my daughter's birthday. Um, so. so you got your excuse already. Definitely saying it's my daughter's birthday. I will not be coming in. Yeah, that's ex- already. Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, already. Uh, but uh, that's all I have for you niggas. Uh, until next week when we come back to rip Kanye a new one. And yeah, talk he about- will have had a lot of interviews out. The Zane Lowe one I heard, it was two hours. Um. A lot of it was just like stuff that he covered with Charlemagne before. Uh, a lot of it was just like his faith walk. But we'll get into it. He also has an interview with Big Boy. That's what I'm waiting for. I don't care about the Zane low because Zane's going to give you the whole... Uh, he's not going to do a deep dive. He's going to play it safe. Yeah. Um, but we'll see you niggas next week. Uh, I'll holler. Yes, sir.